0: Hello and welcome to the What Manners Most podcast. I'm Thomas Farley, Mr. Manners. This week, we're gonna be changing it up a little bit. We're going to be featuring some of the reader questions that have come into my syndicated column. And I'm joined for this conversation by my terrific trusted producer, Martin Burgess, who will be doing the honors of reading some of these questions. Martin, thank you so much for joining me on the mic for this week's episode.
1: Hi, everybody. And thank you, Tom. I love a Q&A moment, so I'm happy to be on this side of the mic. Well,
0: Martin, you and I live just about 30 blocks from one another, and yet we have not seen one another face-to-face since late February or early
1: March. How have you been doing during all this shelter-in-place period? Well, I'm doing good now, I think in the beginning, I thought this was going to be a two-week event, and so I left all my recording equipment with you, thinking that we'll be back to normal in two to three weeks. But here we are months later, and we just have to figure out how to keep the show running and how to keep active. So I'm feeling good about the way everything has turned out. I actually ended up getting sick with the coronavirus, but thankfully it was just mild symptoms i thought it was allergies but there was this weird exhaustion that came with it however nothing serious happened to me thank goodness so i'm feeling good about everything right now i have to tell you and i know i said this
0: too at the time that was such a huge relief to me when i heard that you had caught the virus but that you came through it so quickly particularly because i know you'd been so Careful, the last time we actually did see one another face to face, you were relating to me a story about just having come from a kickboxing class where your instructor, I guess, at the end of class typically does some kind of a high five, and you and several of your other classmates did not want to partake in the high five. Your instructor wasn't so thrilled about that, I think, felt a little bit offended. But what an indicator of how things have changed from that period, which was only 10 weeks ago, perhaps till the current moment.
1: I mean, in the moment, I was feeling kind of guilty about it. But then after listening to the episode that we did with Professor Snowden, and he had mentioned that by the time a virus is is detected in society, it's already been swirling around and you don't know for how long it's been there. So I feel less guilty for shaming, high five shaming my kickboxing instructor.
0: I think we need to call Professor Snowden back and find out if you can spread coronavirus through boxing, (laughs) especially kickboxing. (laughs) I'm going to say yes. We okay. didn't need to call him. <laughs> we'll we'll just we'll just go with the affirmative for that one. Well, both of us being New Yorkers, we're living through some heady times, some anxious times for all of us. I myself was in a park in Brooklyn on the Brooklyn waterfront over the weekend. That is called Domino Park, and it's the site of the old Domino Sugar Factory. And Something that I thought was interesting, and I wonder if this is gonna be replicated across the country, they actually had these circles that had been delineated on the grass, on the lawns, that were spheres that were six or more feet apart from the other spheres. And if you wanted to be on this grassy knoll, the only way of doing so was actually sitting within the confines of these marcated white spheres on the ground. And I thought what an interesting metaphor for these times that we're living in right now where we all feel like whether we are buying in 100% to all the safety measures or not, that all of us are enacting and witnessing some sort of protective measures that are preventing us from interacting with other people in the way that we traditionally would. And so for that reason, people really do have a whole lot of questions about what is the appropriate way to act in these unusual and unprecedented times.
1: Yeah, well, I remember before the lockdown happened, I saw a news story and they had quotes from the CDC and the CDC was saying, expect to hear things like schools will shut down, a restaurant will shut down. These are things that are going to be happening in society. And I think that now we're coming through the lockdown, we're going to start seeing new things and we need to know how to navigate this new world that we're in. So I think people have a lot of questions. And so this is the perfect platform for people to ask, how do we socialize again?
0: Yes. And to that point, if you have not yet had the opportunity to send us a question, We'd love to address your questions in the podcast, and potentially you may even find your question pop up in the pages of one of the Tribune newspapers where my syndicated column, Ask Mr. Manners, is running. And so if you do have a question, please send that to us at info at com, and we look forward to addressing those questions in upcoming editions of the podcast and potentially the syndicated column.
1: And don't be shy because a lot of people have the same questions and some of the ones that we picked today, I think we've all experienced in these last few weeks. So without further ado, question number one, although most of my family members have been taking the coronavirus seriously, I have a cousin who thinks the whole pandemic is a conspiracy since all of this began. She's been posting links on Facebook from sources so lacking in credibility that it would be laughable if the issue was not so serious. My patience with this spread of misinformation is growing extremely thin. How do I get her to stop?
0: I think at this point in time, there is no value in drawing a hard line in the sand and talking until you have no breath to talk, trying to persuade the other person of how wrong they are and how right you are. Because frankly, if someone's views are that baked in, you have very little, if any, chance of convincing them otherwise. So I would say, unless they are either, for whatever reason, not fully there in terms of having all their mental faculties, maybe it's an elderly person who simply doesn't grasp the massive nature of this pandemic, particularly when it comes to that population, or someone who is putting themselves in direct and dire harm I would table these conversations until we're safely on the other side of this, which may be a while, and I'd focus on more pleasant topics because the two of you are not going to solve it. If the nightly news coverage with the tabulation of the number of cases, the number of deaths is not enough to convince someone that what we're experiencing is real and not some figment of somebody's imagination, I don't think you are going to have that effect
1: I totally agree. And also, just I wouldn't take it too personally or take it to heart because everybody's experiencing this pandemic in different ways and a lot of people are terrified and they find it unbelievable. So to read conspiracy theories aligns with the unbelievableness of it all and maybe even brings comfort to them. And they're sharing that, just is their anxiety being expressed? So I would maybe write a comment on the Facebook page just suggesting that it's incorrect. And I wouldn't argue, I wouldn't fight. There's no point to it.
0: You, you brought up several really good points there, Martin. I think we need to cut people a certain degree of slack if they're acting in a way that is out of character for them and latching on to things that they normally would not latch on to. That is really an essential thing to bear in mind with respect to people putting facts on social media that are simply proven not true or from very fallible sources, it's a great thing to be a newsbreaker and to share with your circle information that is brand new and breaking and vital for others to know about with that said i think it is supremely important for people to be responsible in what they post and check the veracity of it make sure it's coming from a vetted news source and also read past the headline please I can't tell you the number of friends and family I have who will post something regardless of what the issue is. And they haven't even read the story. They've read a headline which is deliberately designed to be salacious and click-worthy And what the headline may read is actually not really reflective of what the story is saying or what the facts are at all. So, if you were going to post something, make sure it's from a vetted source and trusted source, but also make sure that you've personally read it from start to finish and that you can put your name behind it and you're not just posting it based on what you read in a headline.
1: Moving on. My best friend and I are both working from home as roommates. We made a pact to keep isolated from others, which allows us to enjoy the activities we partake in together from cooking to board games, etc. Last week after disappearing for a few hours, she came home late looking all glam and admitted she had been out on a date. I was stunned that she had violated our agreement. Am I wrong to be angry?
0: Definitely not wrong to be angry. Here is a situation where you had two individuals who had entered a pact that really relied on both of them honoring their word and one of them did not. And I think some serious conversations need to be had after the fact. Now, the challenging aspect of this is if you're roommates, it's not like you can just storm off and, and blow off some steam for a few days, most likely, or, or ask them to do the same because you are living and existing under the same roof. So you've got to somehow make a go of this and, and somehow make your amends. I'm hoping that the roommate who did violate the terms of that pact is at least somewhat contrite and realizes that what she did at least disrespected the thrust of their original agreement. But I think the flip side of this is let's cut the woman who went out on the date a little bit of slack. Yes, she violated an agreement, but I don't imagine that she was doing this to deliberately disrespect her roommate. I imagine she did it simply because she was, as we were saying before, craving that human contact, maybe feeling a little bit anxious and maybe in need of some romantic attention that she had not been getting for a while since we've all been on lockdown. So I don't think it's the crime of the century, but it certainly was a violation of trust. So where do they go from here? I think it's important for them to have a a heart-to-heart conversation and express their thoughts about what happened. And if there are any signs of sickness, cough, fever, that she have a test if she can get one as soon as possible. And heaven forbid, hopefully not, but heaven forbid if she is sick, that she really does self-quarantine in that apartment. I have good confidence that they'll they'll come out. Once, once this is all over, I think they'll hopefully be able to look at this and laugh and feel that it made their friendship even stronger than it was before.
1: I totally agree. I also would maybe even try and find out some more details because maybe this person had just had a corona test and came back negative, or they have the antibodies so they're over the sickness and can't get reinfected. There might be more details to the story, so maybe you can be a little less stressed out about the situation, but I think it's totally acceptable to be angry. I'm
0: not someone, frankly, in life who ever holds a grudge. I, I couldn't tell you one person I hold a grudge against. But I think I would be angry, at least temporarily. So I think this writer is fully within their rights to be angry in this situation. But let it let it go quickly if you can.
1: Well, the next question is something I think we're all experiencing or going to experience at some point. I'm so tired of going to the store and encountering customers not wearing a mask. Is it okay for me to approach them and in no uncertain terms share my opinion?
0: This is so interesting because I was just in a hardware store over the weekend and in the span of the 20 minutes that I was in this hardware store, I had three separate vignettes that I witnessed, two of which I was I was a partial participant in, that showed me, wow, it is stressful out there in the stores. So again, being in New York, everyone is wearing a mask. You're not allowed into a store unless you're wearing a mask. I know that's not necessarily the case everywhere, but that is certainly what we're dealing with here. So my first encounter was... Uh, my first my misstep was asking a woman for where I might find one of the items I was looking for in the hardware store. And she looked at me with the greatest sense of fury that I dared to think that she worked in a hardware store. And I've got to say, uh, you know, in my defense, no one is really recognizable these days. People are wearing masks, so you can only see half of a face. People's outfits are, perhaps anything but what they would be during normal times. People are wearing sunglasses indoors. People are wearing headscarves indoors. So (laughs) nobody's nobody's necessarily looking how they might want to on any normal day. She had been spending so much time by a particular shelf. I thought she was there sorting and organizing the shelf, which is why I thought she worked there. Well, I, of course, profusely apologized. I don't know that I was forgiven for my huge transgression, um, but nonetheless, I then made my way to the checkout counter where the woman behind me was giving some serious side-eye to the man behind her, who apparently had encroached hermetically sealed uh, six foot of social distance that she was looking for, and she was not at all happy about it. So she got up in her soapbox and gave him a little lecture as he... I felt like he would go back about a centimeter, which was clearly still not enough. And she kept looking at him and staring at him and giving the side eye until finally he reached his six feet of distance. I thought he was actually going to crash into the aisle behind him. He had to go back so far. (laughs) But in the midst of all of this happening, there is a gentleman in the middle of the store who's yelling at the top of his lungs. Could I please get some help in the hardware section? I need some help in the hardware section. And I thought, wow, boy, let me let me get out of this store. I've had just about enough of this. But from the hardware store to the grocery store, this is definitely something we're witnessing. And I think there are some people who are deciding not to wear a mask deliberately to make a political statement. There are others who are wearing perhaps triple masks. And I've been hearing of people wearing a mask and then inserting a coffee filter inside the mask to have triple or quadruple filtration on the air that they're breathing. So we've got both sides of this spectrum. I think we're all feeling edgy. We're all feeling out of our norm. And it's important for everyone to be patient and to be understanding. I like when I go out to the store, I like to pretend that I'm walking through the aisles with a hula hoop around me that I'm holding around my torso. And that hula hoop should not be within touching distance of anything any person uh, within my that diameter and although that's probably not uh, anywhere near six feet using that as a general guideline i try and remain super conscious of what's in front of me what's to the side of me what's behind me and i think as long as we as shoppers do that we're doing the considerate thing so what do you do when someone else is not walking around with a mask or not walking around with that theoretical hula hoop around them. My suggestion is, unless you think that the person is somehow just oblivious and doesn't realize and has innocuously done something to encroach on someone else's space or done something that you might perceive as unsafe, in those cases, sure, A quick, gentle word, I think, should do the trick, and that's all that's necessary. If, on the other hand, you sense that this is somebody who is deliberately doing this, making a statement, feeling put upon that they have to wear a mask and decided unilaterally that they are not going to wear a mask or act in a way that's safe, this is not your battle to fight. You are a shopper. You're not the pandemic police. So I'd highly advise Any individual who finds themselves in that situation, speak with the store manager, have them take care of it, don't get involved, get your groceries, get what you need, and get out. Because frankly, the longer you prolong your contact with this individual, the longer you're going to be uh, exposed to the potential germs that you're so worried about in the first place. And that includes, I might add... That includes not breaking out your phone, your smartphone, and deciding to make a little mini documentary in that moment of this whole episode for your coronavirus epidemic documentary that you're planning, hoping to go viral. This is not the time. If you really care about not being around the germs, or at least not being around a germy personality, get in, get out, and don't engage. It's not worth your time.
1: Yeah. And by the way, those people who aren't wearing masks out in public, they're the ones going home and sharing conspiracy theories on Facebook.
0: You're probably right. And, and then like the virus itself, the misinformation can really spread like a virus. And then it's popping up on someone else's Facebook page. And so, look, we are learning as we go. This is something that's unprecedented. And there has been some backing and forthing on official guidance from the beginning. You know, if you remember, Martin, it was first don't wear a mask. There's no point. It's not really going to protect you. But yes, you probably should put on a pair of gloves. And then shortly thereafter, the wisdom flopped. And it was, yes, wear a mask, not so much to protect yourself, but to protect others. Gloves, eh, don't really do so much. Just make sure you don't touch your face and you wash your hands when you get home. So there has been and evolution in the recommendations from CDC as we've all gone through this. And I think we need to be patient and not frustrated when advice seemingly changes from day to day, or even certainly from city to city or state to state. Um, We've all just got to be patient and do what you need to do to keep yourself and your family safe. And even if someone in your midst is either, Uh, operating with standards that you consider inadequate or operating with standards that you consider are ridiculously overcompensating, that is not for you to be the judge. Let them do what they need to do and you keep yourself safe and keep your distance and and be as patient with this whole situation as possible so we can all get through it together.
1: Protect yourself first. Well, Tom, time flies when you're having so much fun. (laughs) (laughs) It sure does. So that's the end of our questions for today, but I think we should... Encourage our listeners to keep them coming because we're all learning new things, and I'm sure we have a million questions as we start to emerge back into society and as things open up again. So let us know what your questions are.
0: Absolutely. Keep those questions coming. Again, send those to info at whatmannersmost.com. The focus for the time being will be on coronavirus related etiquette questions because that is what is top of mind for all of us at this time. But please, as well, in addition to those questions, If you have been enjoying the podcast and hopefully you've been sharing it with friends and family, even more so if you have been enjoying it and would care to leave a rating on your podcast platform of choice or a review, it's my hope, frankly, to get the message of this podcast out to as many people as possible and you can play a big part in that. So those ratings and reviews really do count for quite a lot. Martin, I want to thank you for joining us on the podcast. I've got to say, I know it's at least partially, in fact, if not wholeheartedly, your professionalism and your your patience and your sense of humor. But also I've got to say, something about that Australian accent just always sounds like a voice of calm amidst the chaos.
1: Well, I'm here to help way I can, but thanks for having me on this side of the mic. Well, thank you
0: all for tuning in and I look forward to having you as my listener next time as we explore, examine, and discover what manners most.